Hello there, lovely lifestyle entrepreneurs, and welcome to the show with me, Sue Parker. I'm recording this episode from, I, I, I can, you can't hide the smugness, can you, in my voice? Right now, we are in France. We're in the southwest region, region of France. I'm staring out of my green shuttered windows onto a beautiful blue sky. The river is passing by at the end of our garden, and... It almost—it's just—it feels blissful. It's one of those really sunny, beautiful, idyllic days. You know those picture-perfect moments you see in the magazines. I feel like I'm in a bit of a film right now because it's all a bit—it feels a bit surreal when it feels a bit fake when it feels so good. And I just wanted to share that with you because maybe right now you can hear the birds singing. Maybe you've gone for a walk in a green space. You're looking at the beach, the sea. You're listening on your holidays, or you just need a reminder to just take a look at what's around you because maybe if we look at things through, my daughter had some rose-tinted glasses for this holiday, and it got me to thinking, maybe we should all start to look through these rose-tinted glasses at the world and see things in a much more positive light. To take on some of the words of the conversation in last episode, we talked about imposter syndrome and that that episode has been a massive hit. I've had so many great messages, great direct messages and and feedback on that episode from the listeners I talk to anyway about how imposter syndrome is such a big topic. But there were so many things in there that we, we touched on. Something which I hold quite close to my heart is that concept that, you know, life is happening for us, not to us. And if we start to look around us at beautiful moments like I'm experiencing now and feel grateful and appreciative and the gain, not the gap, as Dan Sullivan might say, we're looking into a space and saying, this is all the things that I have and I've achieved and I've accomplished and not all the things that I'm missing. And I I can say this really confidently. So if you can hear the kids in the background, they're having fun. The sun is shining. They just want to have a play. And I just, that energy has got to rub off on us, hasn't it? I wanted to tackle something that's come up quite a lot with, from a business perspective. And, you know, this summer has not all been business. But as we talk to entrepreneurs, what I've noticed is this time of year, we get our ideas, don't we? We start to think about all of the things we could do. And and because we've taken that step away from the busyness of life and the hustle and bustle of doing courses and programs and masterminds and all the other things, we kind of have this pause in August where many of us go and go and get that free time, that self-care, that ritual where we, we take on the sun and we take on the energy of the universe. And I definitely want to talk more about that. So last night we were meeting with some friends and naturally we got on to talking about their great new adventure. They're creating a course to talk to people about sustainable living, off-grid living, self-sufficiency and in so many ways and I've had Dan and Daniel Coleman and Felicity Lee on the podcast before and they're coming on again to talk about this course that they're running but we got talking to the other friends as well and, and we started to brainstorm all of the ways that we could get people to come to our retreats that we could get people to come to our events and our workshops and I'm definitely going to be sharing more and more on how you actually bring together your audience. So this episode is actually challenging and talking about people not buying your offer. Why are people not buying your offer? 
I want to tackle the problem from a client or customer perspective or whatever you call your target audience. I want to talk about how 95% of people are not ready to buy. So they want to save for later. They want to follow you. Some of the people that have been following you might follow you for five or 10 years before they ever buy something. If you look at your own behavior, you can probably see this. So this is the problem that we're facing. We, we have a great offering, we have a great retreat, or we have a great course, we have a membership, but people just aren't yet committing. People aren't buying my offer. Your landing page, you know, you're asking straight away for the sale. You're like, I've got a clear landing page. You know what you're getting. I feel, I feel like my offer is concrete, but you're not getting that commitment. So you start to look for reasons why, don't you? You say things like people aren't that committed. It feels like they're you know, I'm, it's not the right moment for me. Often it's things that your mind is trying to find to keep you stuck where you're at. So you never achieve that goal. You never step outside. It doesn't get uncomfortable. It keeps you in the life that you're used to and you're comfortable with. I have to overcome a lot of mindset stuff there as well. Now, before we start to look at how we can change our perspective here and what we do, so that we start to get sales for our offers, whether it's a course, a retreat, whatever we're doing, I want you to hit that plus button or that follow button because you don't want to miss the future episodes of this podcast. It's getting better and better, honestly. The guests, the topics, at the minute, you know, we're on a real, we're on a real, a real climb. I can't believe. Literally, our listenership has grown, doubled in the last two weeks. And it's all because we're starting to really have those honest, deep, difficult conversations on the podcast, but it's really happening. And while you're there, don't forget to share this episode with somebody else who will find it valuable to improve their lifestyle entrepreneur journey. So pragmatically, let's look at sales and marketing. Now, Icky, you've already turned off, haven't you? You've already gone sales and marketing. I do not want to talk sales and marketing. That's not why I was in this, Sue. You know, you went into this like me with the podcast and with all of my coaching training that I've ever done before. It was with that pure intention of serving somebody, helping somebody to achieve a goal or to get over a problem. You know, when I first started Empowered Leaders in Tech, it was all about empowering women to become leaders, getting over their confidence issues, the imposter syndrome. But selling to them, charging for those services feels icky. It feels like I want to profit from you. But the reality is, you know, we've got to ask ourselves as therapists, as relationship coaches, as health coaches, as trainers, we go into it for the right reasons to do something meaningful, to transform the life of somebody else. However, if we don't do the sales and marketing bit of the funnel side, which I know doesn't sit comfortably with most of us. I mean, if there's anything you look at me, you can say, I've learned and continue to learn the hard way that I don't sell myself, I don't push myself and my services very much, which means I'm constantly helping other people identify their gaps and plug their sales funnels and making them make money, but I can't do it for myself very well. And you're probably the same. You can help somebody achieve all of these things, but you might struggle to say that it's a business. It's something you want to earn lots of money. Maybe you're quite ambitious over it, or you just want to be able to make it thrive. And ultimately, Here's what I'm going to say. If you don't sell your offer, you're not helping anybody. It doesn't matter, you know, you've kept it low ticket, low price, because you want to, you know, have more accessibility for more people. You know, we've all done that. We've sold something really cheap, knowing it's worth more because we just want to help people and we don't want that barrier of I can't afford. So when you don't have the barrier of I can't afford, 
you think people will join, but it doesn't always happen. They still need the commitment. They still need to do things. And you can't serve, help or transform anybody's life if you're not making any money to cover your costs, to live, to build, to scale. I mean, we only have to look at the seven-figure gurus. Like, let's look here at um, Joe Wicks. You know, Joe Wicks is making a fortune, but he started off. It was trying to help people. It's all about helping people with health and fitness and bodies. And through lockdown, I was introduced to Joe Wicks simply because of doing PE lessons every day. You know, PE with Joe. You know, he didn't get paid for that, but we all know that there was payment for that. You know, that YouTube channel, that took off. Money got raised. We know that as a result of many of those publicity type stunt activities, granted, they feel serving. Those sorts of things are making them money through book sales, through the fact that they can command more for their coaching sessions. So don't be delusional that your guru in your sector, in your industry, is not charging, is not running it like a business. They are there with the right intentions, the right optimism, the right way of serving people and adding value. But they're there knowing that they must they must create a funnel. They must have sales and marketing in order to reach those people, in order to reach those masses. You might be a big follower of Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, Brennan Bouchard, Amy Porterfield, you know, Justin Walsh, the LinkedIn guy. All of these people, yeah, yeah, they've created big businesses, but you know, you still follow them. You still are attracted by the way they serve you or bring something into your life. And that's exactly what you can do too. So the big names in your niche, that's a big lesson here, are doing this. So hopefully you're not thinking it's still icky. Let's normalize. Sales and marketing is a necessary process for me to deliver my service to people and transform their lives. Let's let's view it as less sales and marketing. Maybe we can rename it. Give it like a fun name. In fact, why don't you do that? Tag me on social media. It's Instagram is at I am Sue Parker. I want your names for, if we were to rebrand sales and marketing for people who have a purposeful mission to serve and transform other people's lives. So coaches, therapists, all those good people doing this kind of work. Like, how can we rebrand sales and marketing? Let's come up with our own positive name, positivity about sales and marketing. Um, So I know, you know, self-promotion is really tricky. Um, So what does Amy Porterfield do? What does Francesca Amber, who is the host of the Law of Attraction Change My Life podcast do. First off, I want you to just sort of scene set here. We're in 2023 when I'm recording this. I have no idea when you are listening, but the landscape is very different now. Since the pandemic and having a recession, you know, even small purchases, you know, if you think back, maybe even think back yourself, go back two years, a year maybe, you're probably willingly throwing money at courses and memberships and Netflix and everything else that was going. But here's the thing. Times have changed. Now, even a small purchase, people are having a conversation at home. They feel guilty about the purchase or they want to justify that really it is worth the goal because you know what? You, like me and most other business owners, we've probably done about 10 courses now, or at least we've bought 10, whether we've actually done and completed 10 or got halfway through and realized they're a bit pants and we were sold a bit of a a dead donkey. I don't know where that phrase came from. So this sort of idea that we're just going to buy more courses to solve our problems, we've done that. We've realized it doesn't work. Oh yeah, seven figure business. Oh yeah, 10k months in 30 days. We've seen the adverts. We know it doesn't work. 
you can build a gold mine, you can find this, you can solve all your problems, you can have the perfect relationship, you can have love of your life, you can have your dream life, you can have all these things really super easy and hacky and quick and fast. We know it's BS, don't we? So even a small purchase as consumers, so looking at it from the consumer side of the fence, we want guarantees, we want refund policies, we want cancellation policies for any events in person, in day. We want to know all the information up front, like who's going to be talking, what they're talking about. We want to know if we respect them, if they're credible. We want an easy, low commitment in the beginning. So Amy Porterfield talked about this very well. Amy and her team offered lots of Q&A calls or social media messaging where you could talk to one of her team. Now, if you're a smaller team and, you know, if they can talk to you as the coach, then that's like massive winner. If you're small and you're thinking, I don't have a team of people, that means you are in the driving seat of your dream business. That means you are in the prime position that you can give 110% to your first 100 clients because you have that level of scalability right now. You don't have 100,000 people to service. You don't have a team, which means it's impersonal. It means when somebody says, actually, I wanted time with Amy Porterfield directly, and they don't get it, or Lisa Johnson, strategist, and they don't get it, they don't feel annoyed because you, in a smaller position, can offer that. You can say, actually, I can do a 15-minute chat with you and talk about this. It is me responding to your direct messages, sending you a voice note because it's quicker, but it's more personal. I can say, hey, and I can say your name. Now, this is a really good time to say you might want to hit the save this episode bookmark symbol next to this one. I'm about to run through the sales funnel process that people like Amy Porterfield are going through right now in 2023 in order to sell their offers. So let's get started. Okay, so this is people like Jenna Kutcher. This is people like Amy Porterfield. This is how they're doing it. And it all starts with a post on social media. So we make a post about our offer. We have a call to action that says drop the word interested below. We have a reply that says check your DMs. In the DMs, we have a link to see more details um, and a simple sign up form. I would offer at this stage like a little lead magnet that says simple sign up and I'll send you three steps to do this uh, to get started and details, more details. A day later, you DM them again saying, how did you find it? What's your questions? Don't forget to check your emails for more details. Then stick them on a welcome journey, an automated email response. So the welcome email gives them more information about the event or the offer that you posted on social media. Day two is about you. So it's all about getting to know you, building that know, like, and trust, your story. Day three might be a success story of one of your clients or somebody who's done something that you're now teaching them how to do so that you can prove it's like a testimonial type thing. Day four, you know, what we will cover, what we will show you, maybe some, you know, a little moose-bouche of what you're going to do, as uh, Gary V would tell us. And then here, I want you to remember one thing that I always forget. You know, when I do a launch, when I talk about a new offer, I always forget this as well. And, and that is how valuable that email list is, because 55% of buyers are not ready to buy. They're not ready to buy. So, you know, if only 5% or 2% or 1% of those people ever buy, that's, that's okay. That's normal. But the rest of them keep nurturing, keep looking after them, keep informing them about your program and the, the work you're doing and telling them what a success it was once it's ran. Because what if they're looking for future dates? What if they're thinking maybe next year because this year doesn't work for me? 
I'll give you a prime example. Here's where I am. This year, I really wanted to do some more um, events like expert empires, you know, going on these sorts of conferences where I get to meet like-minded people. I wanted to speak at a couple of them, but I had baby Luca last November and I've got to be realistic. He's now nine months. We're still breastfeeding. I've got three kids now. It's hard. It's difficult. There's a massive demand for me to be home. So I'm not looking this year. You know, I might get a call from all these events every year or every event, every six months saying, you're going to buy a ticket. You're coming along. You know, the hard sell. But I've got to be honest, I'm not looking now. Now's not right. Maybe I'll look again in three months if things are, uh, you know, if I'm able to take myself out of the family setting. But it might be that I'm not here for that date. And that's the same for your clients. It might just be that those retreat dates don't work, but they want to keep in the loop in case you do another one. And let's face it, that whole it's a one time only never happening again thing, we're kind of over that. Most of us have been on the big hitters list. So I'm thinking of your usual suspects suspects that run an event every single year, maybe twice a year, where you know it's going to run again. You know you haven't missed the boat. Maybe you've missed that price offer, but that price offer is only slightly different the next time. The offers, the discounts, the deals, the bonuses all get better and better as they go. So for many of us, you know that, your clients know that. So people might be looking for another year, another date, they need more convincing, they need to convince their logical brain that it's a good idea. And this is where I also want to introduce a concept that I think we often miss, and and I certainly did. Something you've got to think about is with your target audience and your ideal client, we do all that work, don't we, about, you know, they're 30 to 35 and their name is, I don't know, Julietta. And they do this for a living and they do that and all that kind of stuff. You can tell that I'm a little bit washed out with ICAs, having done so many different ones for different clients now. But I always come back to, we have a shared goal. All of your target audience has a shared goal. But sometimes they don't know they have that goal yet. So we were talking last night and we were talking about I'm going to run this retreat. Who's my target audience? And are we really interested in people who aren't going to be committed enough to follow through? And the reality is, of that 95% of buyers that are not ready to buy, some of them don't even know they have a problem. They don't even know that what you're selling them is a, is a solution to a problem they even have. They're still in the life is blissful. Do I even need this? You know, even people who say, I want more money. And you say, well, maybe either get a promotion or leave your job and make a bit and start a business because you're not going to make any more money in what, doing what you do. They're like, nah, I'm okay. I'm ticking over. Yeah, I've got the problem and the pain is just not big enough, not great enough for the pull of making those changes and following that goal. So they stick with it. They stay with it. And until they become aware of their problem, like actually I don't have enough money. I've now got not enough money to live off because cost of living's gone up and my wages haven't gone up or something like that. Those people don't realize they even have a problem by staying in that job. As an example, do your people know they have a health issue, a nutrition issue? Do they know that they have an issue with being trapped in the matrix by that they are self, you know, they are dependent on systems and governments and other things? Are they aware they even have a problem with their relationship? So you spend a lot of time educating people through your content, through your email newsletters, about awareness of the problem, through your blogs, through your guest posts, through your podcast interviews. 
Do I even have a problem? Let me tell you and make you aware of the problem. Then some people are aware of solutions or not aware, and you need to make them aware of different solutions. Okay, you don't like your job, you don't like the money you have. What are your solutions? Like I just said, your solutions could be getting a promotion. It could be starting a side hustle. It could be pursuing another passion. It could be whatever it is that's going to provide a a potential solution to that problem that you now realize you have. And then there is the critical point, which is having awareness of you, your product, your solution, your service, your coaching, your therapy, your retreat, your course. And people need that. They need all of those stages. So just remember that everybody that's introduced to your offer, that sees it, that thinks of it, they have to go through these phases of, is this for me? Do I even have this problem? You make them aware of it. Okay. But overnight we don't go, oh yeah, light bulb moment. You have, I have this problem. Oh, there is solutions. Oh, you're the solution. And I will definitely buy from you. I know I can trust you immediately. It doesn't happen. Why are people like, Dean Graziozzi and Tony Robbins and Rob Moore and people like that running challenges that last between two and five days because they want you with them to build no like, and trust. They want you on that journey. They want you to have awareness of the problem, awareness of the solutions and awareness of their solution that can solve your problem. I hope that this has given you some really good food for thought of why people are not buying my offer and how you can go back to the drawing board with what what Amy Porterfield is doing right now, what Jenna Kutcher is doing right now. These are people crushing it. What some of the suggestions that Rob Moore is doing now. The people that are really crushing it in this environment right now, in your industry, in your niche, and without feeling icky. And like I say, head over to social media and tag me at I am Sue Parker. I want to know what was the light bulb moment? What was the key takeaway from this that you're going to implement in your business that you know is going to help you to push this offer further? Because Without you pushing your offer, you're not going to serve, you're not going to change people's lives, you're not going to transform things. And that's what you want to do, then that's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to do. I can't wait to catch you again soon. I will speak to you very soon. Take care, folks. Bye. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it.